0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. This is Fashion Crimes Podcast. My name is Holly Cates, your favorite personal stylist, the best personal stylist, and the only Holly you need to know. Let's keep it real. And she's so humble. I am so humble. It's alarming. And I'm so nice. How nice am I, Nolan? It's alarming.
1: We are so fucking nice.
0: I am so fucking nice. That's besides the point. Hello. Welcome. I am so glad you have joined us today today. I would like to introduce my confidant, my pal, my sister from another mister, my fairy gay mother, celebrity stylist, fabulous fashion friend, my rock, Mr. Nolan Meter. Hello, Hello. I'm very
1: excited for today. I'm sad. I'm sad to talk about this, but also excited.
0: Well, I think it's an issue that we need to talk about. I think it's important now,
1: too, because we're coming up on a year of this life. right. <laughs> you know, it's impossible to sort of think that a year ago this week, I was in London at London Fashion Week. Like a year ago today, I was sitting at David Coma, watching the show in this tower, not knowing what was coming. And I had just actually gotten sick in London, so I was not feeling well. But you know, it's kind of crazy to think that that was a year ago. Cause in some ways it feels like it was yesterday. And then in other ways, it feels like it was a lifetime.
0: It feels like it was a lifetime to me.
1: It's just, it's so shocking too, that, you know, right before the pandemic, you know, two weeks before the world shut down, like at the Bulgari party where everybody was, there was a thousand people, everyone was shoulder to shoulder, you know, and to think about that now it like gives me anxiety. Right. But I think that like fashion has definitely changed and this article you sent me is very interesting because it talks about, you know, how fashion trends have been influenced by, you know, the COVID pandemic. And so my personal favorite are masks. I love when a designer does a fun mask, which we've talked about before, but they're horribly impractical.
0: Yes, they are. And I got a mask from one of our last guests who, um, her name is Allison Derry, and she owns a boutique in Boston, and she makes her own clothes, and she's got a fabulous line called Parodies. And I said, throw a mask in there, and she did, and I didn't love it at first, but now I really like it now. And it's because I can breathe through it. It makes my talking a little muffled, but I don't feel like I'm wearing, you know, I work at a dentist office. I'm
1: sure it's much prettier than a surgical one.
0: Correct. That's really what it is. And I'm trying to at least sort of kind of match what I'm wearing. But my biggest pet peeve is when people say, when COVID's over, we're not going to be standing on a mountaintop burning our masks. I mean, it's just not happening. We have to adjust to what life is now. And it's going to be like this for a while. And I mean, it, it COVID has certainly changed the interface of business for now and years to come. And people will never look at parties the same and unsocial distancing the same. I mean, I think people will always be a little wary of that. However, it's important to talk about the fashion industry as we try to interview people and push small businesses into the spotlight. It's important to understand how hard the fashion industry has really been hit. I don't even know if there's a total the amount of dollars lost.
1: Oh, it, billions and billions and billions and billions and billions. And it's just really unfortunate because you, you've seen you know amazing brands, brands that were beloved by so many people, you know, shudder because these small brands, people don't always understand like even small brands that are super highly regarded, like brands like say Carly Cushney, Her brand, you know, she shattered her brand because she ran out of money. Like, it's a problem. Right. And she's dressed people for the Met Gala. She's dressed people for everything you can think of. And she's a very well-respected, you know, designer in in that world. And people think, oh, well, they're so established. They'll be fine. And that's not always the case because when you have a business like hers... You're not on the level of a Michael Kors where you're making, you know, very expensive clothes and you have a line that makes you so much money that you can afford to make the expensive clothes. So, you know, a lot of designers don't have the fallback that brands like Kate Spade, Michael Kors... Mark Jacobs, they don't have the capital that those brands have. And, and Tori Birch was a great example. She has the capital to float her business, which is fine, but not everybody's in that position. So sees Marjan shut down too, which I know you were very sad about because you love their stuff. I do. It's just, it's really unfortunate. It makes me very sad. It's like, there needs to be like a fashion funeral.
0: Right. And, you know, let's just hope that these brands do come back and that they come back swinging or maybe they merge or, you know, there's a sort of a rebirth out of that. I hope so. I really hope so. But it's really important to understand how hard these businesses work. I mean, even if you're just a retail store, just to stay afloat on a good day is really hard. But, you know, the people that are in business, that their worlds have shifted. And the clothes are different. The fabrics are different. People are making masks. And people are taking a look at fashion in a different light. They're reorganizing and rethinking about what they want to spend their money on. And I just had this conversation today. Um, Someone interviewed me for their podcast, um, and their podcast is called I Want Fame and I Want Fortune. And she is a marketing expert, and she talks to women and business people about self-care and self-worth and what you do to take care of yourself. And She's actually going to be one of my clients. And she said, you know, I put the on the pause button. You know, I haven't really gone anywhere and I haven't really gotten dressed to go anywhere. And it's like weighing me down. And so it's important to k- sort of keep your fashion vibe alive during this time, but also wear what's more practical. And of course, everyone is buying less. But if you're buying less, what are you buying? You know, what you're right. still buying, what are you buying? So anyway, it was just... Interesting to hear about how the events of 2020 have affected the fashion business, as we all know. And then, you know, it's having to find its place in the world where there's no more frivolous. There's no more. I mean, I'm not saying there's no more blondes, but it's just that is kind of out of the spotlight at this moment. The the avant-garde, the Really crazy, the artsy pieces and the very expensive fashion shows. Those are just kind of on the back burner at this point. Well, and I miss it. You
1: know, that was such. You know, I feel so grateful. I was actually talking to um, a friend this morning who reached out to me last night, very briefly, and I just was telling her. I said, I just feel so grateful for the opportunities that I did have because there are so many people who were, you know, just getting out of college or whatever. And have been working towards this to work in the industry and go to events, all these things. And now they don't get to. And it's really sad. I really, I feel for them because it's brutal. You know, it's really unfortunate. And I'm very thankful for all of the incredible memories I have. But it also in some ways makes it harder because I remember the glamour of it all. And so I think of sort of like, you're on the same boat too. It's like, you just sort of think to yourself, God, my life used to be so glamorous (laughs) <laughs> and now what am I doing? I'm like, you know, watching to all the boys I've loved before in my sweatpants and like <laughs> eating granola bars. Like, it's not like, I'm not the holistic, like, it, it's not my thing. As Andre Leon, I actually, was talking to another friend this morning because I'm still, you know, I'm in Maine for the time being just because, you know, pandemic. And I said, as Andre Leon Talley would say, there is a famine of beauty. Right. I just, I miss the creativity. I miss the, I miss the excitement. I miss all of that desperately.
0: I mean, I look, I hear you, but we have to figure out, you know, what are we going to do to move forward, right? What can we do? How can we serve? And that's, again, speaking to and networking and, and introducing people that are in the fashion industry that have small businesses that we want to push you up. We want our listeners to hear about you. We want to give you more business. You know, I'm reading here that there is a Black and Fashion Council now, and that Which is, is
1: amazing and long overdue.
0: Very long overdue. And it says it's here it's to drive better res- representation, advance opportunities for Black people in fashion, and to hold the industry accountable. And, and let me tell you why I love that so much. Diversity has always been a problem in this country. I mean, it just always has been. And 2021 is no different. And so to give people a voice who haven't had a voice in the past is really important to get people to understand young talent, new talent, and you just never know what's new coming around the bend. You know what I mean? You never know what the the next big thing is. And I'll never forget in stylist courses that I was taking, you don't ever turn down a job. You know, just because you don't know who the singer is, they might have a hit tomorrow. You just don't know, right? And so it's just important to recognize those who are feeling like the underdog and trying to push them up. And I love this. And it talks about the issues in Africa and Nigeria and how they have a Lagos Fashion Week and that there's so much civil unrest, you know, in all these different African countries. And it's like they're behind us and we're still trying to get ahead of systemic racism. But how does that affect fashion? You know, we need to set the example for people in other countries for Black fashion designers. And I love the fact that people are rising up and they're talking about what they're doing. And we have so many great new ways to network now, especially during COVID. Like we, you and I were on Clubhouse, which we love. We get to network with other people and meet people who we probably wouldn't meet if it wasn't COVID, you know? That's a silver lining for me is,
1: you know, I've met some great people during COVID, both in and out of fashion. I think it's been a very interesting year, you know? It's, for me especially, it's been an even more interesting year. It's been probably the, the best and worst year of my life looking back. Honestly, as much as I do miss that, life that we had before, I'm grateful for the past year. And I'm grateful that we're all here and healthy and okay. And I'm also grateful for, you know, the changes that all of us have made in the past year, because I think it's made all of us a lot more grateful.
0: So here's a picture of Anna Wintour. (laughs) And she's wearing her, I don't know what sweater this is, but she's wearing her sweater. She's on a Zoom call. She's got her sunglasses on. And then she's wearing her sweatpants, which I love. And I love th- to see her in this light. And it says that Birkenstock clogs, Crocs, Ugg slippers, and Nike joggers were among the years most sought after I- items in clothing. <laughs> and, I, and I love this. And I love to see Anna Wintour, who's supposed to be, you know, the queen of fashion. I love to see her in her sweatpants because that's just really what it is right now. I mean, let's be honest. If you don't have good, comfortable clothes, you know, now's the time to start. And I like to tell my clients it's elevated loungewear, elevated casual. So it's stuff where you can wear on a Zoom call. And then when someone rings the doorbell, you're not diving behind the couch because you're so embarrassed.
1: I mean, like I wore the other day, (laughs) very glamorous you know, if I'm going to wear sweatpants, they're at least going to be like a souffle knit sweatpant that's It's very glamorous, like a nice sweatpant. And I just actually ordered about five minutes ago. We're not going to discuss this. Um, love how You dropped
0: that bomb on me. Love that.
1: Yeah. Michael Kors collection cashmere sweater that says like no hate on the front, but like, it's essentially for me, like a cashmere couch sweater, which I mean, I love that. I've been wearing a lot of like libertine hoodies. Like when I have my granola and yogurt in the morning.
0: I mean, and let's just not forget the cashmere sweats that you picked out for me for Hanukkah.
1: Holly is like a cashmere sweat addict, which we, which reminds me I actually have to order order more for you. I'm sorry, I forgot to do that. I
0: cannot with the I never knew how much I would love them. Nadam, I think the brand is. Yeah, no one tell them about Nadam. I think they have a store. I want to say it's West Village. Yeah, um, it's in New York. They do have a store. I want to
1: say it's on Bleecker because mm-hmm. I think that's where I walked by it. And I saw the most adorable cashmere in the window. And so I just remember, you know, Holly and I talking about it and she's like, oh, that's such a, a great idea. But God, they're too expensive because, you know, the ones we're used to seeing are the LaPointe ones, which are, you know, $1,200 for a set, which is a lot of money for casual clothes. Right. Um, Jonathan ended up, you know, asking me, you know, what do you think is a good idea? I was like, get this, get this, get this. I and mean, it's so funny, despite everything else that, you know, <laughs> you get a thought you got at the holidays. That was your favorite thing, which was, I which mean, was I You're like, yeah, you're like, thanks. I love jewelry or I love a great pair of shoes, but like it's the sweatpants for me.
0: It's the sweatpants. And I did a little video on my TikTok on how like five different ways to wear it. And I wore it like straight up top and bottom with heels with my um, leather jacket draped over, which love. Wear the top with jeans, wear the, you know, d- different top with the pants, still with heel. It just, it's so chic to me. Very good. Well, actually, I
1: found a, a company that's doing men's ones and like the same matching sets. And I really am considering... Um, I thought about it because we're going to be hopefully together the week of my birthday in New York or at some point in that, you know, time frame. I think I'm probably going to get a set and we can take it like a, you know, a little photo in our matching cashmere hoodie sets.
0: We love a matching moment. We love
1: a matching moment. So fingers crossed that happens.
0: It's also saying here that statement clothing has gone up 29%. Oh, God. Yeah, I love that. I can't breathe. All of these protesting t-shirts. Well, I'd
1: never really seen it until Trump was elected, to be honest. And then, you know, Prabhupada came out with all of these t-shirts because he was protesting, you know, the the blatant racism of, you know, Donald Trump. And so it was really amazing to see fashion have that response. And then you saw other designers start to do it. And suddenly it wasn't just an American thing. It was designers in the UK doing it and in France doing it. But the funny thing was, is they weren't just doing it to hop on the bandwagon. They all hated Donald Trump so much Mm -hmm. that they were doing it to sort of show support for the Americans who were fighting it. And I loved that. It was like fashion came together, which I do feel bad for like the few conservatives who are in fashion because like you should have picked another industry. (laughs) <laughs> because it's just you just have no chance. Because again, the, the godmother of fashion, Anna Wintour, is a very staunch liberal, and she's ve- she's known for fundraising massive amounts for the, the DNC. And so you you just don't want to go against the fairy godmother. You just don't want to do it. And so nobody like there are, are very few people who, who you know believe that way in fashion. And so I kind of loved it. I loved the pettiness of it. I remember Prabhu Garong hired a bunch of his friends and influencers to all wear the different slogans on his T-shirts about being an immigrant and right. still being American and all of these things. And it was so brilliant. I loved every second of it.
0: And here it talks about before the election, a lot of celebrities were wearing hot pink suits, power suits. We love a power suit. I know, and it says that it was launched by Argent, the um, the brand Argent, and that Savannah Guthrie was uh, we love her interviewing President Trump, and she wore a hot pink suit, and so it was kind of like a a DL moment, like. Well, I'm sure he didn't understand what that meant, though. Yeah, I mean, that's how insensitive he is. But regardless, I love, like you said, that people are banding together. I think
1: for me, and I've said this a million times, and we always, you know, somehow end up on the anti-Trump train, but the past four years for me were not about politics. It was not about any policy in particular. It was about, you know, blatant racism, hatred, and bigotry. That's what did it for me. Again, I could be wrong. And so to see people band together so tightly and to have a whole industry essentially say, fuck you, like Donald (laughs) Trump took a shot at it at Anna Wintour. He -hmm. was like, look at like Melania hasn't been on the cover of, you know, any magazines because, you know, the media hates her so much. No dog, they don't hate her. They hate you. And like, I wouldn't want... (laughs) I, it's not how it works. And my other favorite was, like, when they asked her, who's one guest you'll never allow back at the Met Gala? She goes, Donald Trump.
0: Oh.
1: Ugh. Like, Ugh. I, lo- I just, I love it. And I love that fashion was so gutsy about the stance like the stances they made. It wasn't, you know, subtle. It wasn't, you know, hinting at anything. I mean, was, can
0: you imagine rolling up next to him at a party? I'd be like, ew, and drop my drink and leave. I would be scared to death. Yeah,
1: you'd have to make sure you were wearing like metal pants so we didn't grab I mean, you.
0: I would like have to fumigate, I'd have to sage, I'd have to de-energize, like I would have to say a, some some omen. I would have Which to say shaman.
1: <laughs> Palm Beach is so beautiful, but now we can't go to Palm Beach anymore.
0: Ugh. I mean, you're 90 anyway. I love
1: Palm Beach. Uh,
0: Of course you do. Also, it was talking, this article that we love is talking about being conscious and that how the growing demand for local and sustainable clothing, of course, is not a new trend. And you're not going to like this, but there has been a 69% increase in searches for vegan leather. Okay, so let's unpack that. It's
1: not vegan leather. It's plastic. Don't call it vegan leather because it's not vegan leather, it's plastic. And my one thing with this is if you're, if you're vegan or vegetarian and you don't want to wear those things, total respect to you, that's your right. And you know what, and if you're, you know, you're making an impact, I appreciate that. But in my opinion, then just don't wear anything pleather either, because pleather is terrible for the environment. Do you know how many chemicals it takes to make that plastic? So like, I just wouldn't wear anything. If you're not going to wear leather, I wouldn't wear pleather because it's also terrible for the environment. So you're not really doing any good there. Do you get what I mean? Like you could wear, wool, like I don't know if vegans wear wool or not. I assume so because the animal isn't killed, but that kind of a thing. Wear wool instead. Wear poly instead. I mean, it's not, again, poly's not great either, but the vegan leather thing chaps my ass. Are you? That's fucking Stella McCartney. Like, I'm sorry, you cannot charge $3,000 for a vegan leather in quotations jacket. Come on, girl.
0: I'm sorry, are you referring to my patent leather Catwoman Spanx? Because if you are-
1: No, those are just regular plastic.
0: Okay. If they were called vegan leather, would that upset you?
1: Probably, but also probably not because it was so entertaining watching you try to put them on (laughs) that I don't even care. I thought the first time she comes out looking like fucking Catwoman, (laughs) but she gets on the bed. And I mean, again, it's usually a pants optional situation anyway in the mornings, (laughs) especially with certain people. And so I'm just like, are you putting pants on? She's like, yeah, I'm putting my Spanx on. Okay, great. It was like, I don't even know how to describe it. Like someone with, who, with several broken bones was doing yoga. I mean, it was- There was yelling and sweating and swearing, and And I was like, "There was schvitzing." um, (laughs) I was like, "Do you want me to get the baby powder? Because like you're fogging your pants up."
0: First of all, Nolan, I had just taken them out of the package, okay, and they did not have a chance to breathe, and I did not realize how (laughs) I didn't realize how stiff they were, and they were very stiff, and I had to lay down flat and scream and schvitz and cry and talk about how I need to lose weight to get in these pants. But once I got them on, it was all they good. They didn't look great. And Nolan went, "Holy shit, look at your ass!" And I went, "Oh my god, you're right." I know it's what they.
1: I know they're great leggings.
0: I mean, wow. I almost.
1: I think I'm going to get you the TikTok leggings, the ones that are like going viral on TikTok for like shaping everything.
0: I mean, I, listen. I, you can call that. You can be mad. It's vegan leather. I don't care. It's patent leather. That is the one time where I don't think
1: it's I don't think but they don't I don't think they call it leather. I think they call it they
0: call it patent leather. Oh, well. hmm. So anyway, I would like to provide a rebuttal to your statement about vegan leather. Go for it, queen. I see your beef with that. Uh, No pun intended. I get that.
1: (laughs) Speaking of which, I'm craving a burger. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) I'm kidding.
0: I, I get that. However, I, have you ever
1: seen the episode of Family Guy where we talk about <laughs> being vegan and Peter just goes, I have a sudden craving for quail?
0: <laughs> really great. Back on subject. Back on subject. I am not mad at people who are taking alternate routes to using animal products.
1: No, I'm not mad at them either. I'm mad at like, I just, it's, to me, it's hypocritical to then use something that is so terrible for the environment. You know what I mean? It's, it's, I, if I, all the respect in the world to the vegans, I think it's a great thing. It's just, I'm, I i do not have the willpower. I'll be but honest. The
0: point is you're not using animal products and killing animals for fashion reasons or for food or sustainability reasons. They're doing something else. If they can use a man-made fabric that doesn't cause any harm and it's made in a factory, it might take 10,000 years to break down. I hear you on that, but let's just take it as it doesn't use animal product. And that is kind of, to me, where it ends. I understand. I get it. But I hear your side too, but I am loving not buying a leather jacket. If that's an option for me, I would like that. Would it make me feel a little bit better? It probably would. And I would wear that jacket until I couldn't or try to resell it and or pass it on. Because what people are doing now with the retail vintage and secondhand movement is bringing a whole new light to a different type of market where you can buy things at a much better price and not throw it into the vortex of the environment. So I kind of make sense of it that way and say, yes, you're solving the problem by not hurting an animal or using animal products. You're doing it this way. But at least if you could just not throw it away and try to resell it or give it away or repurpose it, then I'm not mad at you. So can we just leave it at that? Or I mean, because I'm not giving up those Spanx leggings. I'm just going to We I don't want to get divorced over that with you. No, 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 no. no. I like them. It's fine. Okay, I mean, because that's that's a big deal. A lot of people who are not eating meat are choosing not to use animal products, and I respect that. I'm not mad at you for not wanting shoes made out of leather. I get it, but I do understand what you're saying as well. But I talked to a vegan shoe designer the other day who I, I'm gonna interview later on my Instagram, and she was so interesting and she knew nothing about the shoe industry and it's no child labor, sustainable factory. You know, I respect that. I respect someone who's trying to make a change in the world like that. I get that. I mean,
1: I like it too. It's just I have conflicting feelings about
0: that. Know I, I get that. it. And I hear, but I do hear what you're saying. But I just think it's about the fact that, hey, can we not use animal products? Sure. They're not taking skins from anywhere else. It's just man made material. It might be good for the environment. It might not. I don't know. But they're saving the animal's life. And that's what I think their issue is. However, we're going to talk to the shoe designer later. But I thought she was very interesting. I'm going to buy a pair of vegan shoes from her. So, Let's talk about your next issue, Nolan, which is how Fashion Week... Has changed the name via your um, best friend Tom Ford. And I love me some
1: Tom Ford, but now it's like America's Something Collections or whatever. Just leave my New York Fashion Week alone. If you want to show during in London, if you want to show in Texas, if you want to show in LA, by all means, go for it. But leave my NYFW alone. I like the I like the signs. I think they're pretty. <laughs> I
0: like the sign. I like the
1: font. I like the hashtags. <laughs> like leave it alone. I just I, I love Tom Ford, but like he's a kind of a pretentious dude. And also like bitch, leave California. Like I understand you like being in Beverly Hills and feeling fancy, but like. Come on, come to New York. New York is fabulous.
0: No one is really butthurt about that. I think it's called the American Fashion Collectives now. And I think you have the option to show in person or not. And back 20 years ago, Fashion Week was in the tents in Bryant Park. It was the untouchable. You only went if you're an editor or a designer or you're a high, very influential, you know, writer or journalist. It wasn't just anybody could get into the shows. And since the dawn of social media, New York Fashion Week has really opened up the doors for honestly, every Tom, Dick and Harry to be, you know I mean, because if you have a following, if you can get into the shows, great, then go for it. And it's just opened up, you know, free publicity for all these designers. And so it's just now it's taking another shift since social media. Now, a lot of these designers are like, we're not spending a million dollars to make a show for 20 minutes. I mean, right. we're not doing that. And, and you have to understand why people aren't doing that. So Nellen's all butthurt about that. I am a little butthurt. I'll be honest. I mean, we'll add it to the list. I think things your butt heard about. But anyway, I just thought this was important to talk about. And, you know, here it talks about Jeremy Scott using marionettes.
1: Instead of that was actually, that was cool, though. The Moschino show with the puppets. That was cool.
0: Okay, we'll go with that. And what is going to be the future? What? have we reduced our carbon footprint? Yes. Have we bought less? Yes. But what are we buying more of other than sneakers and sweatpants? Sneakers, I'm telling you, are the ticket right now. And my stepson, Zach, is a little baby sneaker head, which I'm very proud of that. He's always into the next drop. Nolan is into sneakers. Um, he just sent me three pair that he's getting. Yeah, that happened. That did happen. He is really trying to up his shoe game. Respect. On that, I'm always trying to up my shoe game. I mean, always. But I'm definitely into getting more sneakers. I have some Nikes now that you know they're not showstoppers or anything. I'm not after the the sought after ones. That's the difference. I like sneakers. It's just what I like. I don't like the hottest, newest thing. And I'm too old to wear Air Jordans. I'm not doing that. You have Air Jordans, don't you? I don't. I don't wear Air Jordans because it's not. I'm not street like that. You should totally rock some Air Jordans. That wouldn't that be? Wouldn't that be comical? See you on the basketball court in some Air Jordans. That's hilarious. (laughs) That's hilarious. But all we not want to say is that if you're shopping, please support small businesses and get your sweatpants game up. Get your sneaker game up. Look good from the waist up for Zoom. And, you know, give us a shout out if you need any fashion help. But we just wanted to let you know what was going on in the industry because that's how nice we are. Sure, we'll go with that. Anyway, Nolan, (laughs) stop being butthurt about Tom Ford, changing the name to Fashion Week to American Collective, whatever he called it. I don't know. What did he call it, Nolan? I don't care enough to know. (laughs) The American Fashion Collective or something like that. Anyway, we'll see. It might change back. You never know.
1: Oh, I'm sure somebody will change it back. I want my New York Fashion Week back. I like my big white letters.
0: Okay. Okay, queen.
1: The gorgeous black background. I fucking love that thing.
0: Nolan is just upset because we haven't had a photo shoot since the summer and he wants to take more pics of the That's two of true. us. And now he wants this client and our pics. He wants to have, you know, he wants to be the Oreo cream in the middle between his two favorite hags. That's really what he wants. Exactly. I really do need that for my psyche. We'll
1: need like <laughs> you know. psyche.
0: I guess we'll see what happens. Um, you have me in one ear and her in the other. So you you have a tough job. Sounds dangerous. Yeah. You have her job. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Questions, comments, concerns, please listen to us on Apple Podcasts. Leave us a five-star review and tell us how amazed we are. That would be so nice of you to do that. Follow us on Fashion Crimes Podcast on Instagram and on Facebook. Hit us in the DM. We're Fashion Crimes P on Twitter. Email us. Send us smoke signals. Do what you Snail want. Mail. Snail mail. We got it. We got you covered. Facts. I guess it's just a facts. <laughs> There's the facts. Whatever you got. We'll have a drum circle, you know, whatever you need. I don't think that's appropriate. We will answer all your questions. And if you would like to be a guest on our podcast or have an idea for our show, definitely reach out to us. Hit us in the DM for that one. We're always looking for good, entertaining people and super funny people who can be funny and fresh and fashionable and part of the Hag Squad, which is Nolan. I mean, Nolan is like a an Arab sheik. He's got an, a, a harem of all his women. That's valid. Very valid. Um, This is Fashion Crimes Podcast. And Nolan, I'll call you in five minutes. Talk to you soon. Okay, bye. bye. Bye.